I'm Tana Sterland, a travel expert who has built a multi-million dollar travel business exploring the world in search of culture and adventure. In the past 13 years, I have been creating a travel company that allows me to curate travel experiences for clients while still continuing to explore our world. Every week I will talk about travel experiences, tips and tricks, as well as host some travel friends to share their experiences with all of you. The good, the bad, the hilarious, hopefully providing insight for your next travel adventure. Come, travel with Tannis, and make sure to follow me at Travel with Tannis on Instagram. I lived a good portion of my life wondering if my expiry date was the age of 48. The reason for that is when I was 22 years old, I lost my mother to cancer. And it was something that for me destroyed me. It absolutely ruined me. But on the other side of that, it pushed me to do so many things in my life that I'm not sure that I would have done um, had she still been here. And I also was really, really um, stuck on the fact that I was never going to be a victim of cancer. I wasn't going to let it get me, that 48 was going to be my cake year, and anything after that was going to just be gravy and wonderful and enjoyable. But I got to a point when I was 32 where I went to a doctor's appointment and actually found out that I, too, had cancer. And it was something that when I was told I had cancer, I instantly thought of my 48 expiry date and how it was seemingly coming closer than I had expected. And I wasn't going to let it. I had to figure out a way to not let it get me. And I had to do everything I could to win because I had a husband and I had two small children and I knew the feeling of losing my mom and I never ever wanted any of them to feel what that was like. So this is my story of surviving cancer and celebrating cancer and what cancer taught me. So it was about eight years ago and I was rocked to my core. I went in just for a regular routine medical check. And my doctor at the time asked me if I had a sore throat. And of course I didn't because I didn't really pay much attention to what was going on with myself at the time. And he kind of hummed and hawed and sent me off. And I went and had some tests done and it turned out that I had thyroid cancer. I had a large lump living on my thyroid that needed to come out. As somebody who was always referred to as like the energizer bunny, somebody who constantly went nonstop 60, 70 hours a week without fail, as a mother to two small kids, owning a business, and um, also just day-to-day life, it really kind of stopped me in my tracks. Fast forward a little while, went through the surgery. Surgery was successful. The recovery was awful, um, especially with two small children. But it was something that when I came out of that recovery, I needed to celebrate that I was still here to be a mom for my kids and that I still had the ability to do everything that I wanted to do and everything I was planning on doing, but maybe just scaling it back a bit. But I had to celebrate the fact that I made it through to the other side safely and healthy and that I was still here. 
So I got this big, bold, bright idea because I am an avid hiker. I love the mountains. I love being out in fresh air. I feel like I have a girlfriend actually who told me one time that happiness has a smell and it's mountain air. And it's very true. So I got this idea that I was going to go to Peru and hike the Inca Trail as a celebration of my life. Not maybe understanding what I was getting into, but however, I knew that I needed to train for something like this because it wasn't just heading out west into the Rocky Mountains. This was a bigger deal. Altitude was a factor. There was a whole lot of things that came into play. So I thought, I'm in good shape, but maybe I need to amp this up. So in my area, there was a new place opening, and it was called Orange Theory Fitness. And I decided to go over and give them a visit and see if they could help me with what I was planning to do. And the gentleman who owned the uh, studio, his name was Matt. And I remember saying to him, I've signed up to hike the Inca Trail in six months. And his response was, okay, that sounds great. What are you doing now? And I truthfully answered him and told him that I was really good at making couch molds and eating chips and dip. And that was about the extent of my fitness at that time, other than heading out, of course, and doing my little hikes out west. So lo and behold, the people at Orange Theory, they brought me in. They treated me like family for the next six months. Well, actually, four years total. But for the next six months, they worked with me every day. I had trainers who knew what my goal was, why I was doing it, and they were my biggest cheerleaders. And they were the ones that got me in shape to be able to accomplish this goal. So six months later, myself and three of my friends headed off to Peru to do the Inca Trail, which seemed like a really good idea. So if you're thinking about doing the Inca Trail, don't let me talk you out of it. I need you to keep listening because it, there is a good at the end of this. I do have to be raw with you in this, that it is not something that is for the faint of heart. The preparation for it, I'm not really sure if you can ever fully prepare yourself for what comes with hiking the Inca Trail. However, the first day we wake up and we head off on this trail with the most wonderful team of people. There's about 15 people in our group. We have three guides that are with us. So one stays at the front, one stays in the middle, one stays at the back. And they're kind of your encouragement team to help get you through this hike over the next three and a half days. On that first day, everybody wants to be up front. Everybody wants to you know, be proud that they're doing it. They all want to be the person that is keeping up with the crowd. But you soon realize five, six hours into the hike that you're quite possibly one of the people at the back. And that's okay. You've got Sherpas and you've got people, guides, all of these people who encourage you. But that night when you get to camp after that first night and you feel like death, they have a very real and candid conversation with you at camp. And they say to you, this is your turn back point. Should you stay and decide to do this and you go forward, there's no turning back. So you need to decide here and now if you're going to do this. And of course, me being the stubborn, tenacious person I am thought, I'm not turning around. That'd be silly. I've come this far. I'm all the way here. Well, day two is what they call Dead Woman's Pass and the hardest day of the trek. You hit 14,000 feet, 
which I have to tell you, 14,000 feet in Peru in the Andes is a lot different than 14,000 feet in Denver, Colorado, or out in Western Alberta. It's a very, very different. It has a very different feel and it is very difficult. And it was the day that I thought that cancer survival was the easiest thing I had done in a long time. What I did learn on this day was instead of trying to keep up with everybody, I needed to slow down. I needed to take in what was around me and pay attention. And that was maybe what I hadn't done for so long was slow down and pay attention. And it turns out that that was the best day of the hike for me. When we got to the camp that night, camp is all set up. Everybody's there. They were all waiting because, of course, I was one of the last people to show up. And they were all applauding and clapping because I had made it. But what they didn't understand was I took my time. And I wanted to take it in because here I am celebrating being alive. Why on earth would I run down the Inca Trail? On the third day, equally as difficult, I had a guide whose name was Rumi. And Rumi was my saving grace. On day three, I woke up with altitude sickness. I was sleeping in my tent. I woke up about five o'clock in the morning. I was dizzy. I was not okay, and I felt like I was going to vomit. Something was really, really wrong with me. I was trapped in a mummy bag in my tent, and I had to crawl my way out. I crawled out of this tent, and all of these Sherpas who didn't speak any English were staring at me, and all they knew was that I was in trouble. I was in a lot of trouble, and I needed help, and they didn't really know how to communicate with me. They took me, they set me aside, they did all of their rituals and routines that they needed to do to save me. Um, and the next four or five hours were absolute torture for myself. I remember crying. I was mentally raw. There was nothing left of me. I could barely hike that day. My brain was done. Every single step that I took made me want to quit. Every single breath I took, I was grateful for, but I cried all day that day. And the funny thing that happened that day, and I can never explain how and why this happened, we were at camp for lunch, and we were sitting so high up, we were actually sitting in the clouds eating our lunch, and I heard this noise and it was familiar, but I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And I realized it was my cell phone. And my cell phone pinged because I had a signal. And I picked up my phone and I texted my husband. And I said, I don't know if you will ever get this. I don't know if this will land, but I need to tell you that I am safe and I am okay. And he replied in about a half a second, told me how proud he was of me. And then my phone died. So it was like at that moment, you just need those things that kind of push you to go through. You've got these Sherpas who are on your side who don't speak a word of English. You have guides who encourage you. Rumi, my guide, would play Aretha Franklin for me as I walk down that trail every day, which to this day when I hear respect, I think of him. These people who do this Inca Trail, who work on these crews, who get people like myself through them, 
they do this trek every four days. Some of those Sherpas do it in flip-flops. My guide, Rumi, he does it in sneakers. He doesn't have poles. He doesn't have the latest gear. This is just what he does because he has such a love for the people who come on the trail and appreciate it. And without him, there is absolutely no way I would have made it to the last day. On that last day, you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's quite interesting, actually, how they wake everybody up after you've just hiked eight hours the day before. But they wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and you have to pack up all your gear, and you have to wear your headlamp, and you're hiking through the Andes to get to the gate. And the whole goal is to get through the gate so you can come up for sunrise over Machu Picchu. And you know that that's your reward and you know why you're doing this trek and you know what it's all about and why you got there. But I have to tell you, it's not until you get to the end and you see that sight that the wave of emotion that you feel is like nothing you will ever experience in your life. And it is the gratitude for your health and the gratitude for your ability and your gratitude for just being present on that trail. And as hard as it was, and as raw as I felt, and as stripped to my core that I was, I have never felt such gratitude in my life. And it turned out that it was actually the best thing to celebrate Cancer Survivor. Because when you come out of treatments, when you come out of your surgeries, when you come out and they declare that everything is done and over, you feel a sense of relief. But it's really, really important to truly, genuinely feel that sense of relief. And whatever that looks like for you, it looks like for you. But for me, it was that moment. I remember crying uncontrollably because, A, I had made it. It was difficult. It was very trying, but I made it. I was there. I did it. And the sight at the end was such a reward. And I was handed so many rewards that day that I will never, ever be able to fully describe. Um, my gratitude for Rumi, I ended up giving him my poles, which my husband questioned when I got home because they were a gift. <laughs> and they were a very nice gift and possibly not poles that maybe I required, but certainly somebody of Rumi's caliber did. And so that was my gift to Rumi when I left as a thank you for getting through. I lost toenails. I lost my soul. I lost my mind. I couldn't even talk about it when I got home. It took me honestly about a month to be even able to speak about the experience because it was such a raw time for me. People would ask me, what was it like? People would ask me, you know, what was the best part? And I really couldn't even speak without crying because I just still didn't really know how I felt about it. But today I can tell you it is quite possibly the best thing I've ever done for myself. And every time I send a client there, I'm very real about the experience. You might find it really easy. You might find it really hard. But no matter what your experience is on the trail, when you get to the end on that last day, there is no better feeling in the world than watching the sun come up over Machu Picchu and you claiming your reward that you searched for. I was told the other day that as of today, you have survived 100% of your worst days. Keep that in mind, no matter what you are handed, 
that you need to celebrate every single day moving forward because you have already survived the worst of the worst that you have experienced to that point. Celebrate it. Travel the world however you want. Go and hike a mountain in Peru. Go do the Camino in Chile. Whatever you need to do, whatever fuels your soul and makes you feel alive, that's key. That's what you need to do. Thank you for listening and hanging out with me today. I do appreciate it. And if you have any questions whatsoever with regards to hiking the Inca Trail or traveling to Peru or doing any kind of adventure travel to celebrate whatever it is you need to, or if you just simply want to talk thyroid cancer and survival, get in touch with me. You can DM me, but make sure to follow me at Travel with Tanis on Instagram. Thanks for listening.